Welcome to the Learning Curve podcast where Brithik and Arvind share with you everything that they've learned so far about technology, startups and remote life. Hello, I am Arvind. Hey guys, this is Brithik. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about the workers that JavaScript provides us. So these workers are service workers and web workers, and they make a lot of tasks easier for us, which wasn't possible easily before. So as we know that our computer can run multiple threads at a time, but JavaScript doesn't really utilize these threads. So in a way, it is not as efficient as it can be. but web workers and service workers they solve this problem and allow us to use the full capabilities of our computer now i'm going to ask arvin some questions about web workers and service workers and you know what are the different possibilities that we have with them so arvin what can you do with this with these different workers that javascript provides yeah so workers is a, a facility or a tool that the browser provides us like google chrome firefox safari all these are support workers and you can offload a lot of tasks that we can do you don't have to run everything on the main thread or the ui thread so for example if you have if you are a mobile developer if you are working with android or swift you know that there are a lot of threads there uh, ui runs on a completely different thread but in the case of javascript everything is on the main thread so you don't have basically the uh, power to uh, create a background process to do stuff or do, to do the computation so some of the examples or some of the tasks that you can do with workers are like push notifications sync caching caching your pages and network requests and basically offloading any other high computational tasks to the workers or to the background threads that you can create and this does not interrupt the ui is it something that's you know doesn't yeah doesn't interrupt the ui rendering uh in you know from the view or from the dom yeah right right so the main advantage of the threads is that it completely runs on a different thread so the ui thread is not interrupted and the way that these threads communicate with each other each other is by messaging so when 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 some computational task is finished the background thread that you created can communicate to the ui thread via a message post message uh, is i think what they call it so this is how the communication happens so i really would like to bring out a scenario or a thing that we used in the past in my previous company we were building this uh, quiz game okay so it's a one on one peer uh, game uh, for example i could like challenge you on a topic so whenever i pick a topic and challenge a person for example i challenge you you get a notification the person who starts the quiz or starts the challenge gets to pick the topic so if i start the to- start the quiz and challenge you you get a push notification so how that notification work worked was whenever i started that challenge there was a server request and the server would tell the firebase we used firebase notifications for it and then firebase used to push notifications to the person that i challenged or to your 
browser and then you you get a push notification there and all the code for listening to those messages is written in a service worker so that's that's a really good use of service workers and apart from that uh, you can uh, cache things offline right so you could uh, it uh, the service worker has the ability to act as a proxy between your browser and the network so any request you are sending to the network could go through your service worker and if if it knows that it has the things cached uh, locally then it will directly return it to the, your browser and not go to the network so that becomes really fast and the first time you go to the network and uh, get all the things and cache them uh, in your browser and from the next time onwards things become very easy okay so is the service worker like you know tells the website running that uh, basically you're saying it's a mediator right the service worker and say if the you know web app makes a request and the internet is not there so this what does the service worker do like does it do we get you know the dinosaur page on google or how 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 does it work what happens is i told you that it acts as a proxy right so before going to the network it should pass through the service worker and if 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 there is no internet connection the connection to the network wouldn't happen but it would pass through the service worker before so going to the network so it could load whatever it has cached in, basically uh, something yeah, that so, is done in pwas right yeah so if you visit this site called dev2 dev.to and if you turn off the internet it it gives you a 404 or uh, your internet is uh, you don't have a connection page right so that is also a cached version of that website which uh, is loaded when there is no internet so you could do that as well you could load a different version of your website if there is no internet and tell the users that you are not connected that's a very good point and rather than you know the standard 404 page or you know the, the dinosaur no connection page, page the mm-hmm. dinosaur page as i call it yeah. uh if you see that i mean it's better to see still be in the app in the yeah. interface that the users were and maybe it was you know the power went out it happens very mm-hmm. often in india so it comes back maybe through the generator in another you know minute or so so you still are on the same website or web app and as the connection comes back you resume from there rather than you know seeing this entire dark screen of with and play a and dinosaur reloading game the complete and get this app yeah. yeah yeah so i think this is it's very good for the user experience i think experience uh, exactly yeah i was about to make the same point it's you can re- really create good and intuitive user experiences if you have the service worker so yeah ga- uh, if you know gatsby which is a static site generator yeah, all the starters and most of the starters that you could use with gatsby are uh, have the service workers and the ma- and a lot of things built in so this is now like becoming a standard for creating websites okay so there's basically no going uh you know no going offline in a way the app is always uh online for the user they never face the issue of it being completely unavailable yeah you're not completely unavailable but a few things or few features might not work 
obviously because you need network for those things to work other than that uh, the blogs are like a really good use case for it you don't uh, dynamically change the content right so you could get everything and cache them and whenever the user wants it you can show the blog posts arvind what is the time period of caching say i have a blog with you know 50 articles how long can it stay in the cache uh, for the user so next time they come in they just we just load the new article that's published but not the previous ones is that something uh, service workers can help us with yeah service workers take in a lot of configuration it's highly configurable so it really depends on the use case of the application so as you mentioned if it is a blog you might not have to refresh or refetch everything every time right so you could cache things like for for a year or you could i think specify the time that you want the cache to be present and then if the time exceeds it will like delete the cache and fetch everything again but there are uh, there will be a few scenarios where you can specify these things where if it is cache first or network first interesting okay if it is cache first it doesn't touch the network okay so if cache if it is cached first approach uh then it it doesn't if if that resource is available offline in the cache it gets it it doesn't go to the network but it, if it, if it is network first if there is internet it will go to the network and then store that in the cache and the cache is used only if there is no internet but in cache first how do you know that the content changed ah so that is that is a problem actually you don't really know when to basically dismantle the cache and get everything new so there are uh, i think the service workers you could version them like version 1 version 2 you can give them uh, specific version numbers and whenever the version updates you could refetch the cache saying that there is there version update in the sense there is a new version of the website deployed okay so now when you say you know you create a blog with a static site generator and you publish a new article so does that always change the version number do you program it in such a way i think it happens automatically whenever you build uh, or deploy a new version of your website as in you basically publish a new article the service uh, the version number updates so in the browser you have a method if the service worker has updated or not and if you see few apps actually show uh, ask you to refresh so that you could f- fetch new content it's like a notification on the website you could do those things as well you could tell the user to manually update it if things are not like if it if the cache is old so that's something that you can do so this is all service workers right all these functionality that mm-hmm. we are talking about right now yeah and then what are web workers how are they different from service workers uh, one second before before we jump on to web workers i'd like to point out a resource called workbox js okay so it's a it's a library that is maintained by chrome team with all the like all the standards for service workers you could use it in your uh, website or an app it has support for things like webpack gulp grunt and you could integrate it very easily and all the 
it is easily configurable you don't have to touch the apis of service worker and you could it makes using service workers very easy mm-hmm. so is it like a starter for service workers hmm, it's like a library for service workers where you could like imp- uh, import it and you have all the pre conf uh, basic configurations already done okay that's great you don't have and to start integrate into a normal website or is there a prerequisite as to what kind of website is it to integrate service workers if it is on javascript i think you could integrate it very easily they might have all the docs and stuff uh, okay. pretty good al- already because it's maintained by the chrome team i guess awesome great so shall, shall we move into the you know what is the difference between web workers and service workers uh yes so web workers is a normal thread it doesn't have mm-hmm. uh, i think all the caching capabilities and stuff but it is like it is like a normal uh, background thread that you can uh, run on the browser if if there are okay. any high computational tasks like processing a string or formatting it according it according to some things which are which are uh, highly computational you could give mm-hmm. that task to the uh, thread or the web worker and then you could get back uh, the stuff from it onto the main thread okay okay basically delegating the heavy lifting to the web workers and does service worker also do that is that both of them support but service, service worker, worker itself is, is another thread and it doesn't yeah, it is. Uh, have any highly computational tasks but it uh, i mean uh, the purpose for it is to act okay. as a proxy between network and the your website right so i don't think it needs a lot of ah, computational power okay. to offload anything so it itself is Great. basically offloading a lot of tasks onto it so basically service workers are a proxy between the network and the ui is that correct yeah that's absolutely correct and web workers they are just a thread that takes on the heavy lifting and they process things on this different thread so that the ui is not interrupted or not re-rendered and then gives the new information yeah that's absolutely correct there are actually th- uh, workers in node as well okay so they are called uh, worker threads and apps like uh, gatsby or jest which is a testing framework use it it's a it's a very interesting way because if you take a take this uh, testing framework called jest it's a test runner you define all the tests and it jest will uh, run all those for you and it uses some uh, this uh, threading concept so it uses this uh, worker threads and uh, runs every test in a, in a single thread in a different thread so that if you have say 10 or 15 tests everything can be run at once and you get uh, all of them complete yeah uh, soon you don't have to wait for uh, things to run one after the other wow that must be fast okay. and uh, actually there is an option if you want to run all of them one after the other as well because in some scenarios you would need the test to run one after the other okay so you depend on the previous test ha huh. so if you want to check how uh, test if you if the user is getting deleted or not you have to add a user first right yeah so that test and after this test 
Okay. So there is an option that you could give uh, just to run it sequentially or all of them at at once. All of them at once is the default, but because that is the scenario that everyone would want. And uh, uh, the static site generators also use workers, especially Gatsby. It uh, if you have like ten blog posts, you need ten pages or ten HTML pages to be generated. Mm-hmm. And that happens parallelly. Okay. So when when the Gatsby compiler or I don't know yeah. what are you using whenever that yeah, is the Gatsby compiler builds the web pa- web pages it uses these mm-hmm. workers to build them like quickly and also it depends on the uh, memory of your computer on how how many parallel threads that you can run because sometimes okay. if you run fifty threads at a time it might eat up all your memory mm-hmm. so there is this concept of pooling where you could mm-hmm. tell that you want only 10 threads at a time okay so if there are 50 threads or uh, 50 pages to be built and you said that the pool size is just 10 then uh, five bunches of 10 threads get executed how do you decide on the pool size is there a way to know that you know how many threads there might be a default pool size yeah there mm-hmm. might be a default pool size which is already set by the uh, node or your javascript language Okay. Right. and you could manually override that as well you could pass in i think some uh, configuration options to set that pool size as well mhm and when it runs on the client side and we are talking about multi threading here so how how do we know how fast the client's computer is how much load it can take can we dynamically change the number of Uh, threads that we want to use for a web app a web app uh, the scenarios that you face are not really i mean you don't use those many threads on a web app i mean it's always safe to run everything on a single thread because you cannot guarantee the users or the clients the device that he is running that on so you don't really see those many applications of web workers in in general i mean is, they are slowly picking up uh because we have fast browsers and fast devices these days but real world applications are very less but uh, if you consider the uh, the server side or the node version of it then it really depends on your machine it's always safe i mean if you you should take a safe bet is what i could say 1050 or depending on the machine if you're running things on cloud you would obviously run it on a small machine right so It's always safe to go with less number of threads. Okay, that's great to know. So, fifteen to fifty is something you suggest? Maybe, yeah. But most people won't need that, right? When people are starting out, you might just need one extra thread or two threads, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, if it is on client side, maybe one extra thread. That's it. Hmm. That's great to know. So this is great. Service workers and web workers they make things so much easier now. and i think they prevent a lot of reloading also they enhance the user's experience it's wonderful to know these things and arvin any more resources that you would like to mention that people that would help people to get started with these resources yes uh, google developer docs which has a lot of content on uh, web workers service workers and stuff and workbox js is a really good resource if you would like to start off using service workers in your app right now 
so it's a really good resource and then i uh, if you want to like know about how worker threads are being used i'd recommend reading up just code base i mean okay. it will be daunting it will be heavy but you could actually see what they are doing with the uh, workers how they are implementing it and maybe gatsby also and That's where do you mention this configuration normally when you're you know in a javascript file or somewhere how do you do that service worker in the sense the configuration you give it if it if it is in this workbox scenario if you're using workbox js uh, there will be a config file that you could give it directly when you are building your application so you mention all those things as in what url patterns you want to cache when do you want to cache only the image assets or do you want to ca- uh, cache your network requests as well and do you want it uh, it to be like network first or cache first all these options you could give it to the workbox config if you're writing things from scratch i think uh, the service worker.js file that you're writing you could give all these things on to it there that js okay. file so is there a particular format that needs to be mentioned so the browser knows this is a service worker what i think you do is you directly put it as service worker.js and you register it into the browser when your app loads like there is a function to register it and and then it like it recognizes that i have a service worker and i have to like you enable the service worker things yes i was reading up on the service worker life cycle and it said you first register it then you check if it's working or not if it's working then you initiate it and if you're not initiating it if it's not in use then you delete it so it's not running when you're not using the service worker okay arvin thanks so much for sharing with us what web workers and service workers are and how we can actually improve the user's experience improve the efficiency of a web app by using these thanks so much and we'll definitely look into the docs and the resources in the show notes and learn more about it so for the people who are listening please tell us how you you plan to use service workers or if you're already using it tell us how you use it to make your app better and make the experiences better let us know on twitter as well as if you have any more resources that you're using that you would like to share with us that would be great and we'll retweet your stuff and so that more people can know about these resources yep okay yeah that's it thank you everyone have a nice day